Social Zoom Factor, episode 96. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey, Zoomers, we are getting started in just a few seconds. But in order to Zoom, you need fuel. Our sponsors give us that fuel. Take a minute now to learn more about them. Your team is at the heart and soul of your business. You work hard to attract great people who help your business Zoom. Our new partner, Everyone Social, enables employees to become effective brand ambassadors by sharing, recommending, and promoting relevant content while building their personal online brand. Check it out and request a demo at socialzoomfactor.com slash everyone social. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Today, we are doing one of our In a Nutshell series, so it's going to be a little bit shorter than what we usually do. Today, we are talking about influence marketing, and I get so many questions on this. I thought I would just create a simple In a Nutshell version to help you get your arms wrapped around it. And this is a topic that we cover a lot, and when we do training with clients, workshops with clients, it's one of the topics I speak about, and we do a ton of influencer marketing work with all of our clients across the board, big, medium, large, and small. First, I want to define what influencer marketing is not. And I encourage you to check out episode 35, where I talk specifically about how not to reach out to influencers when building your business, launching your business, and getting your marketing and social media program off the ground. What influencer marketing is not is identifying a bunch of people who you think are influencers online. Maybe it's because they have a high clout score. Maybe it's because they have a lot of Twitter followers. Who knows what it is? You then send them a bunch of tweets. You spam them. You blast their LinkedIn profile inboxes. You send them messages on Facebook. Maybe you're spamming their web forms on their website or blog, and you're asking them to advocate for you. You're begging. You're spamming. You're saying, hey, come download my app. That is not influencer marketing. If you are wanting to do influencer marketing, you need to plan your work and work your plan. You need to have goals. You need to have objectives. You need to have some scientific data analysis as to who your influencers should be, why they should engage with you. It is both art and science. And if you hop on Twitter, you hop on Facebook, you hop on any social network and start spamming and begging, it is going to hurt your brand more than it's going to help it. So I just want to make that so clear. That is not what influencer marketing is about. So second, let's define what exactly is influencer marketing. I'm going to read you a definition from Wikipedia. Influencer marketing is a form of marketing that has emerged from a variety of recent practices and studies in which focus is placed on specific key individuals or types of individuals rather than the target market as a whole. It identifies 
identifies the individuals that have influence over potential buyers and orients marketing activities around those influencers. Influencers may be potential buyers themselves or they may be third parties. So these third parties exist either in the supply chain, uh, that could be retails, manufacturers, or maybe so-called value-added influencers such as journalists, academics, industry analysts, professional advisors, and the list goes on. Influencer marketing as a marketing discipline usually comprises of four key activities. Number one, it's identifying influencers and ranking them in order of importance. Number two is marketing to influencers to increase awareness of the firm in the influencer community. So that means increasing awareness of your organization by tapping into the power of influencers. Number Number three is marketing through influencers. So using influencers to increase market awareness of the organization amongst the target markets. So that's leveraging and working with influencers to reach your actual target market where number two was increasing awareness with in the influencer community. Those are very different. And then number four is marketing with influencers and turning influencers into advocates of the organization. Okay, so that was the definition from Wikipedia. So now let me break it down for you and help you understand it. So what do we mean by an influencer? Are you thinking, Pam, tell me what you mean. Who are influencers? This is what I get from my clients all the time. Think about it. They're people who are influencing people that you want to care about your brand. That's one way to put it. Or they're influencing people. People are listening to them who are your target market. Either you care about their community of some sort, their relationships. You care about the people who are in their network. You feel that you can either achieve some strategic relationships by working with them. The next question I get is, well, Pam, how do I know that these people are influential? One thing is, you need to identify what type of person may be an influencer, okay? It could be speakers. It could be people who are out there training, doing workshops. They have a community that's listening to them. They could be bloggers and podcasters, video bloggers. So they're people who are producing content that people are wanting to devour. And that's one of the key things you want to be looking for when you're selecting influencers are people who are truly influencing. And what is the definition of influencing? That is the next topic that we're going to be talking about really soon on the podcast. But what is influence? To me, influence means you can change thought. You can drive action. You can make somebody think something. You're making them see something different than how they did before. You're making them remember you. You're influencing thought or influencing action. It doesn't always have to be social media, okay? And this is one of the biggest things people get confused about when it comes to identifying social influencers. They think they need to have a million followers on Twitter or a huge community online. The truth is sometimes it could be the person that has 10,000 followers or maybe 5,000 followers on Twitter is better than that person person that has 500,000 followers on Twitter 
because depending on your goals and objectives, and I always tell you, you need to make sure you know clearly what your goals and objectives are. And we'll talk about that here in a minute, but you need to know your goals and objectives and what you're wanting to achieve so you can choose the right influencers. What are the reasons that you want to work with an influencer or a group of influencers? Are you wanting to establish thought leadership? Are you wanting to increase brand awareness? Are you wanting to grow your community? Are you wanting to tap into the power of OPC, other people's content, other people's community? Are you wanting to increase your own influence, increase engagement online, develop real relationships? You know, the list goes on and on. So you may be looking at trainers, you may be looking at speakers, at authors, at bloggers, at podcasters, at community leaders in general. And sometimes it's just maybe loud people that have a really loud voice, but people are listening to them. Okay. So that's who influencers are. They come in all different shapes and sizes. And the key is you just want to make sure that you know why you want to work with them. And then you're going to start identifying who those top influencers are and start matching those to the types of conversations you're wanting to drive, to the types of objectives you're wanting to achieve. But make sure you're clear on what is going to truly make them influential. Is it going to be just their reach? Are you looking to reach a mass audience? Is it respect? People need to be respecting uh, the influencer. They need to have trust is another word. They need to have credibility. Uh, You don't just go get a ton of followers on Twitter and say, hey, guess what? I'm an influencer now. Come follow me. I'm a thought leader. You don't just become a thought leader because you get a lot of followers. You become a thought leader because you build trust. You build relationships. People listen to you. You help people. And at the end of the day, to me, it's how much are you actually helping people achieve their goals? How are you helping them in their life, in their business? How are you helping them drive action? How are you helping them be better, be more? And I always say your worth on this planet is not measured by the number of Twitter followers that you have or the number of likes that you have on your Facebook page, but by the number of lives that you touch and the number of people that you help achieve their goals in business and life. It's those lives that you touch that makes you influential, not your number of Twitter followers or your influence score, your clout score, your peer index score. So make sure you're looking past that. Look for efficiencies. What type of efficiencies are they actually driving in their business, in their communities? How are they leveraging the technologies and the social networks and the measurement tools that are available? You know, how are they driving true success for themselves and for their communities, for their brands that they're working with, if they have sponsors? and they have other partners that they are working with within their communities. What do those relationships look like and who is benefiting from them? And then last but not least, what's making them influential is action. Are they driving their community members to action? Are people taking an action uh, based on their recommendation, based on what they're talking about? And I'm not talking about just sharing silly quotes all day or cat pictures and getting people to share them because it inspires them. I'm talking about real action, getting people to sign up for something, getting people to get involved in a conversation that goes beyond an easy share or 
hitting that retweet button, getting people to do something that they wouldn't normally do without receiving that information from that influencer. So I hope I hope that helps you understand kind of how you can be identifying influencers. Now, another question we get is how are you going to find influencers? So you need to kind of think out of the box here. So you may have to do some research. We do a lot of kind of roll up your sleeves, do some primary uh, research for our clients and finding these people online. And you can look at past events you've went to. So where, what type of events has your brand invested in uh, where you have seen people speak or train that has, has grabbed your ear, that has grabbed your mind share and made you think, okay, Go look through some of the past um, materials for online events that you've attended. Go do some searches out on on Google and and the social networks and see who's talking about the the industry topics within your niche. Uh, look at some of the existing industry rankings that are in existence and how are people already being listed. You'd be surprised. Go do a search on Google for top influencers in your niche and see what comes up. Look at online community leaders. Go check out some of the the Twitter chat communities, some of the Google communities, people that are hosting Google Hangouts. Look at some of the podcast communities. We have a huge community just around our podcast. Look at Twitter chats, those types of communities. We have Get Real Chat, for example, that meets every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Huge community. We get between 200 and 1,200 people that are participating in that chat within one hour to one week over a week of conversations. We get between 30 and 90 plus million impressions in one Twitter chat in one hour. And I'll tell you, people are taking action during those conversations. And I have many brands that have worked with us that will tell you exactly the same. Look at things that you are doing online and offline already and who's providing content in those communities. What communities are you already a member of? Take a look at who's providing content. Who are great blockers out there in your industry and niche? Go do some searches on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and uh, SoundCloud for, for other podcasts. Look for other blogs. Look for other YouTube channels, Instagram accounts. Just do some primary searches you're going to have to do to dig some of these people up. Now, how do you manage this relationship with these influencers? That's one of the last key questions we're going to close off on today because I'm going to keep this to about 15 minutes. So key thing I want to say here is take advantage of an influencer and you are going to lose more friends than you earn. So if you don't respect their time, it's going to hurt you more than help you. So respect their time and respect their community. However, help someone become influential and successful and you're going to have a partner for life. Take advantage of an influencer. You're going to lose more friends than you get. Help them become influential and successful and you truly will have a partner for life. So that's the number one thing you need to think about when you are working with influencers. And I'm going to be covering this topic quite a bit over the coming weeks and I will have a whole series on this topic, but this is just the first one we're kicking off and I'm putting it in a nutshell for you. Now, when you're working with influencers, you want to make sure that you are not just associating only one person in your company with that influencer group. 
group. Okay. You need to make sure that you are establishing relationships, not only with yourself, if you're leading it or another person is leading it in your organization, you need to bring them into your organization. So make it deeper than just one person in your marketing team. Because what I have seen happen over and over again is that they will, brands will identify a group of influencers. They will spend a ton of money and time inviting them to an event or to participate in creating co-created content, which is something we're going to talk about on a future podcast as well. They will spend all this time and money and then they invest in this one-on-one relation, one-to-many relationship they have with just one person within the brand. And then what happens when that person goes to the next job? They're left hanging. I'm, I'm part of some of these communities with some Fortune 100 brands, okay? They're left hanging. We're left hanging as influencers by ourselves in a group on Facebook, for example, and nobody is there to keep chairing that community and keep those relationships going. It kind of just falls to the wayside. And that, in my opinion, is pound fail. So make sure you are investing in those relationships that they go deeper than just one person. You also need to make sure that you are valuing the time and what do influencers want? Influencers are going to want different things. Some of them may be early in their career and they may not want any monetary compensation from you or anything other than just having access to your network. And depending on how big your brand is, how big your own community is, and how big theirs is, and what you two can do together, it will determine what's in it for them. Now, some influencers may require a monetary compensation, or you may have to sweeten that pot a little bit. So um, something's in that kettle that they're going to want to taste and and become part of. I'm one of those people that we work with quite a few brands. And I, I wish that I had the time that I could go to all of these events for free and just live my life as an influencer. Actually, I don't wish I could do that. I can't. I'm running a business. I have a life. And so when I go to an event for free for a week, it better be good because you know what I'm giving up instead of going to that event, I'm giving up time with my family. I'm giving up driving my business forward. So it's not just that I'm not getting paid to do that or having some type of compensation. It's the opportunity cost of what I'm not doing to build my business and build my life and enjoy my life. Um, It's basically taking time away from my life, my kids, or my business. And so it better be good. And so that's why you really need to be thinking of ways that you can bring value and always be thinking what is in it for the influencer? How can I bring them value? How can I connect them with people they wouldn't normally be able to connect with? How can I help them become an even more credible resource within their community? How can I bring them content that they can easily take to their community that's going to bring their community value? Because a good influencer cares most about value to their audience. And if they know that they can work with you and together you can create value that they're going to be able to share with their audience, you're going to have a friend for life. But you need to make sure that if it's also benefiting you to you know quite a huge degree, that you need to also be compensating them. And sometimes that may be monetary. Now you need to think about the time that it takes. If you're hoping to get some earned media, for example, it takes 
takes time to write blog posts. It takes time to get those posted and to do all the social sharing and, you know, all the optimization for social and search that they need to do on their blog. You need to make sure that they are feeling that time is worthwhile. Otherwise, you're going to end up burning more bridges than you help. Those are some key ways that you can work with influencers. There are so many different pieces of this conversation that we are going to be digging into over the coming months. But I want you to just, when you're thinking about why do you need to care about influence marketing, you need to just know that it is about creating relationships and it is about reaching your target markets, reaching other communities that you want to establish relationships with much faster than what you can do on your own. You can go build your blog, your Facebook page, your Twitter profiles and get content out there. It never worked as a build it and they will come. Okay, you need to be able to reach your target markets and you're never going to be able to do that without relationships, without partnerships, without tapping into the power of other people's content and other people's community. And influencer marketing is a way that you do that. It is a bridge that is going to help you bridge that divide that you have between your platforms, your content, your social network profiles, and your target market. You're going to be able to help your target market know that you exist by tapping into the influence and the thought leadership of other people and doing that in an authentic and a genuine way that is going to bring value, most importantly, to the community members, to the influencers, and to your brand. So I hope that this podcast gave you some value today. I know we covered a ton of content in a short amount of time. In the show notes for this podcast, I'll also make sure to put some great resources for you to access and to download that'll help you put your influencer marketing strategy together, your social media strategies together, and the list goes on. So go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 96. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Oh,